College basketball fans, we have made it to the big dance. I'm Timmy Hall. He's evil bald Colin. Colin, it's tournament time. Tim, I can't wait to get into all this, man. It's it's the best. I would say it's the second best day of the year because it's the day after the bracket so we can actually break it down and, you know, analyze it. How, so where are you with your best days? Am I crazy? People say I'm nuts because I picked the selection show as my favorite day. It's at least my favorite hour. It's my favorite hour. I, I mean, I, I literally, and I do this every year, I take a blank bracket and then I'll go with my pen and write it down and take notes as I go. And it, it, honestly, it kind of gets my brain working to already form, formulating an Elite Eight, a Final Four, a championship game, and then the champion at that point. Now, obviously, it's going to change a little bit. I've already changed it slightly so far but uh no it, it's fun to get into so you got you're a blank bracket guy yeah i like, to, write, I like to write as i go you write them in as you go yeah that's that's interesting i was getting my chalkboard bracket all put together <laughs> that's very different but i yes. didn't want to i didn't want to wipe it clean and I, th- I thought when i did the chalkboard paint in my basement i would do like many things throughout the year but once i <laughs> once i put the bracket up there which is a it, it's not a how am I saying? It's the live bracket, what I put up there. Right. It's not my picks. That's the master bracket, the one that's up on my wall. It's the Seth Davis Sharpie one. Yeah, it's art yeah. is what it is. It's <laughs> it, You will look up there. You will know exactly who won what game and who's going on to the next round because that's, that's it. I didn't know how hard it would be to erase when the chalk has set into the chalkboard mm. for 300 and 50 days or whatever, you know, subtract the days of the tournament from when I wrote that thing up there. And I had to get like a soapy sponge oh, to give it the wash at the end. I had to wring it out really well, too, because you don't want to saturate the drywall because it's just three coats of Ace Hardware chalkboard paint. But everyone's complimenting me on it, and I'm I'm so glad I did it. It's a great look. It fits well in the basement, and it's maybe one of my f- new traditions. Favorite thing about this year is that we've got the chalkboard bracket going and that, that's what I was doing. While the selection show was rolling, I was, you know, racing a little bit, getting it ready, getting it all prepped and ready to mark. And I was able to keep the seed numbers still on the wall. Oh, that's pretty good. So, Because that's the hardest part of all, because you got to get up in the top corners and draw really, really small. I wonder if the there's beginning. any way you could get, like, little numbers put on it, like not just chalk. Like, I don't, I don't Permanent know. numbers on yeah, the wall? Yeah, something oh. like that. <laughs> now you're talking. Yeah, yeah. Paint, just paint them. Yeah, White you paint. might. You might as well. I mean, if I'm only gonna do one thing on there now, why don't I just? You might as well be committed to it. Why don't I just paint the bracket on there? There you go. That's even better. I could pay somebody. I could pay an artist to get the you know straight edges, perfect lines, perfect angles, total symmetry. That could be something that that we do there. But it's. It's amazing. You know, the other thing that adds to it, it's not just that you have the selection show. You don't get Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the first rounds of the tournament without the selection show and knowing who everybody's playing. That's Sunday, though. And I say it again. I've said this to a couple different people. When the Big Ten championship game comes on on Sunday, it is just the start of all of it because it's CBS. It's the big show. It's Jim Nance. It's Raftery, it's Hill. Say whatever you, you want to say about how they picked the A team for the broadcasting, which they've been on probably, you know, six, seven, eight years now. That team has been doing it since Kellogg went back to the booth. I don't think Kellogg should have gone back to the booth, but either way, 
it just sets it off for me, man. And and then Jim Nance gets to roll right into the Masters after the college basketball is done. It's it's just wonderful. That's very nice for him. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's great when that Big Ten championship comes on. It's just a shame it has no impact on the seating, clearly, uh, because I was still a five yeah. seed, and I, I don't understand that one bit. That's, all, uh, that's always the thing but, with the Big yeah, Ten. Yeah, but we can get into it. I think the committee did, quite honestly, like a C job a C job on this bracket. They did very poorly on their last four in, first four out, in my opinion. I I feel bad for Dayton fans, but I still don't think they were the best team remaining left out. I think it would have been Texas A&M, personally. Uh, I, I don't like that, uh, not Wyoming. Um, Notre Dame got in. They're like four or five games under 500 in the top two quadrants, and yet Texas A&M goes on this run. They've got quality wins. I, I yeah, just didn't really see what they were for them. Yeah, big run for them. That That was the thing for a lot of these performances in conference tournaments, we like to think as basketball fans that it matters a whole heck of a lot. And, and if, you view the seating, us, if you view the seating with uh, Virginia Tech, they would not have made it without winning the, the ACC. No. Just based off the seating, they would not have no, done it. No, they wouldn't have. And clearly, as we've seen with some of the snubs, if they didn't win that game, they were in danger zone. Because we had guys and, run to the and conference Indiana tournament. Indiana beats and comes back against Michigan in the Big Ten tournament. Yet Indiana's the team that's one of the last two in, and Michigan safely in as an 11. I, I personally don't understand it. Yeah, I do. You you don't think that Michigan is a little bit better of a basketball team, though, overall, uh, than I mean, Indiana? You're three games over 500. I don't know if I can really give you that benefit yeah, of the Yeah, the three games over 500. But again, like your, back your, to me- guy, your metric guy. Go back to our Jason guy who, who said you rarely see the committee give a team that's barely not even if you're not even four games over 500 you usually don't get in he's talking about jason carmelo yes. who is our bracketologist who was on episode 62 if you want to go and gloss over that podcast and get some tips you know aside from what we are going to give you in the bracket show here some tips for how to fill it out so we will uh we'll hear everything that colin is saying about those snubs about the seed i like that Seed jobs. Seed jobs. Sounds kind of nasty, but uh, <laughs> the committee seed jobbing people left and right. This is episode 64. It is the bracket show. Plain and simple. You know what that means. The tournament is coming up. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba-ba-da-ba. Here we go. Five to go. Lewis has been awesome. Let's it go. Inbounds Turner, left side of the backboard. Turner crossed the timeline, throws it from high on the right. He He hit it just inside of half court. Lane's on the other wing. Oh! 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 Sapped it in, Jerome! (laughs) College basketball! This is March Madness! Yes, it is, man. Gus Johnson, thank you so much. Here we are, Timmy Hall, Evil Bald Colin, talking about the thing we love the most, the time we love the most, college basketball in the month of March. Are you able to go to any games this year? Got any plans? You got to be locked here at home. Uh, no, I'm locked in here at home. Mm. I mean, we're, we got to figure out what we're doing with this Ohio State game with it being a noon game on Friday. Must be nice to get that... Uh, our uh, afternoon responsibilities preempted by the game. So Are you must be nice in yourself? I must okay. be nice in myself. Yeah, yes, I was yes, going to yes, say, yeah. 100%. Yes. <laughs> you, you say that, you kind of gave me the eyes. I'm like, no, don't must be nice me <laughs> because I, I work in the evening. I swear, in 10 years of working here, 
there hasn't been one situation with the daytime or nighttime basketball where it took me out of doing the show in its entirety. That's it's so either funny. It's either way early, so I have a full show after the game, or it's way late at nine nine thirty, which is evidenced again by what they did in the Big Ten tournament, playing late against Penn State. That's so funny because I I can remember some years back. I, I'm thinking maybe it was an Evan Turner year. They were playing like Georgia Tech up in Milwaukee, and it was like a six forty seven twenty start. I want that. Like we, I, I we've want had that. those. I just think you uh, you started here, and then they said, okay, well now we're gonna do them in the afternoon. Yeah, it's either first of the day or late, late at night. <laughs> well, yeah, if they're out in the West Region, yeah. So Ohio State is playing Loyola. Look, you're a you're a mid-major flavor guy. You you know these teams, you know these conferences. You love uh, you, you love mid-major basketball. So do I. We know that this is a great program. We know that this is a great team. But right. you know, if you look at if you just look at the matchup here, and we can understand now. Loyola, maybe for the second straight year, and I think they they just naturally do this to mid-majors. You look in the Ken Palm, you even look in the net ranking, that should not be a 10 seed, you know? It just really shouldn't. If you're ranked in the low, if you're ranked 22 in the net, 23 in the Ken Palm, you're top 50 in offense and defense, it just, I, I might have that wrong for their offense, but either way, they're very, very good defensively. Their offense, I think, is top 50. 40? Good enough. They, they might yeah. be like 46, but their defense is top 22. And I mean, it's that number really only has gone down because of some games where they had like a shootout with Northern Iowa where Northern Iowa right. put up like 102 on them. But it's the top end wins. We get it. You're in, right. you're in a mid-major conference and it's the high end quality wins. When Ohio State plays in the Big Ten, that is what it is. It's the competition. It's the strength of schedule. But Clearly, this is a reason to be nervous if you're an Ohio State fan. 100%. If just looking at the 10 seeds, if I was to say which ones I'd be nervous about the most, I would say Davidson probably number one. So good luck with that Michigan State. And number two would have been Loyola, man, because I I think their style of play and their efficiency numbers are what could give Ohio State fits. And especially if we've seen this team go through stretches of five to seven minutes where they're not making a bucket. In the meantime, a team you're facing that's so efficient on offense, that scares you because that's they provide... Uh, the opportunity for a team like Loyola to go on a run. Yeah, I was going to throw San Francisco in there too with what these guys were doing in the West Coast Conference. I think that's a very it's, solid. It's team. a sneaky, very it's a sneaky team. league. Yeah, that we us- usually just associate with Gonzaga, and now clearly in the last you know seven or eight years under Randy Bennett, maybe longer than that. Also, uh, St. Mary's has been doing things, and they're a five seed now, so they're a legit program. And it's cool to see a third team. They're almost doing the Missouri Valley deal out west is what they are. So that's uh, that's what the Buckeyes have, Sister Jean and the Loyola Ramblers. Of course, we have uh, Braden Norris, who's an Ohio guy, and we talked to his dad on the most previous episode, who, of course, has another son that plays for Wright State. And the Raiders, where did the Raiders wind up? First four, right? First four? Uh, they're playing oh, in Dayton. Man. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Let me verify that. Yeah, they're playing Bryant. That's right. They get Peter Kiss. That's actually going to be a fun of, game oh, to watch. Oh, it's going to be a tremendously fun game. Are you kidding me? You get Peter Kiss, who, if you don't know about him, just YouTube a couple of highlights. Didn't he get himself ejected from one of their conference games late? They had to issue all sorts of warnings to, to the teams oh, and the yeah, coaches. Oh, yeah, man. I, I said that this guy's a modern-day Marshall Henderson. Like, you're... you're <laughs> If you don't get a chance yeah. to watch this team, make sure you at least check out the highlights because he's going to do something funny. Yeah, he he is a bit of a hothead, that's for sure. But 
We got to jump right into the bracket. So of course. Ha- have at it. The, the seed jobs, the biggest seed jobs. I know you're going to start me with Tennessee, well, right? Yeah, I Being think you have to because I think with all the metrics, like Tennessee's closer to that last four spot than I think they were a three seed. And I, I think that's basically because of what they did in that SEC tournament, which just kind of shows you the point. Even finishing on a Saturday like they did, I don't know how much the committee really took into consideration that. Well, what else pissed you off then? Uh, I mean, I, I feel for Iowa. I mean, then again, the draw for Iowa as a whole is very favorable as a five seed. The fact that you could play, and I don't think you're going to see Providence. I think you will see that South Dakota State come out of that section. But you're talking about that and then a, a Kansas team who I think they match up pretty well with. I mean, yeah, David McCormick's a pretty good uh, guy at the five, but he hasn't been very consistent. You're seeing a little bit more of an emergence from Remy Martin off the bench, but I mean, guard play outside of Ochai Abaji hasn't been stellar. You're sleeping on my guy, Christian Brown. Well, Christian Brown's been very good. I will give you that. Uh, I did see Mitch Lightfoot had an injury in the uh, Big 12 tournament, so we'll see how much that plays into it. But no, I I think as long as Iowa doesn't run into a team that I think has a dominating big that's really going to overpower them, and I personally, in my bracket, I just changed it. I had Iowa going to the Final Four. I have them stopping in the Elite Eight, uh, falling to, I think, and I still believe in Auburn. I, I think with the way that Walker Kessler can dominate the post. You've been going back and forth on I, Auburn I here in the last week, right? I yeah, because of the neutral site or road play, right? Yeah, I, I am back and forth on it, but I think I'm gonna trust I'm gonna trust what they have. I'm gonna trust what Walker Kessler provides as a guy protecting the rim. Uh, Jabari Smith, I think, is a very, very good, talented young player. And then they do have some guard play that's increasingly stepping up their game. It has been the issue for most of the season, I will give you that. But I think they are a little bit more well-rounded in in most of the areas that I look for when I'm filling out a bracket. One thing to unpack there is, you know, Iowa maybe being underseeded. Doesn't the doesn't the Kansas Iowa matchup just seem right? I feel like when you think of those two teams, I mean Murray versus Obaji, like yeah, absolutely. Well, and I'm not just I'm not even talking about that. I'm just saying picture Kansas and picture Iowa. The uniforms, the schools. They're both out in the Midwest where it's wheat and corn and all sorts of crops everywhere. You know, not, it's like 98% of, the, of the, the land out there is farmland. It just it almost feels like they should be in the same conference when you think about it. Kansas and Iowa. I feel like they should be playing home and home every single year. I really well, do. They're, they're built very similarly outside of uh, David McCormick for Kansas. But, uh, yeah, no, this is a team that's good or teams that are going to lean on their top guy and they're going to have that role player guy that can light it up from three. You have Christian Brown and his flat shot that somehow goes in every so often. And Works for EJ. It too. does. It does work. It yeah. does work. So you have uh, Christian Brown for them and then you've got uh, Jordan Bohannon for Iowa. So there's a lot of similarities. Yeah, it's just I. I feel like Iowa could have become Kansas if things turned out differently 80 years ago, you know? Okay. The way that, I mean, Kansas is what they are. Could have been somebody else. You know, I don't know if your brain ever does that with you. You go back and think if this thing changed, if that thing changed, if this coach didn't go there, if it didn't turn out that way, it could have been somebody else entirely. You know, it's, they're, they're a big school. They're in a big conference. You know, Kansas, I think you're close to Kansas City. I guess you've got a bigger uh, major market closer than what, Iowa can speak to, but right. Iowa still done a good job. You know, they've, they've proven that they can compete. And when you're in a big conference like this, you get the right coach in this situation. And how about for Fran McCaffrey? It's his first championship of any kind in the big 10 in his 12th year. 
being yeah, there. Yeah, that's the thing. And I, I think people look to narratives a lot when they're filling out their brackets. And one of them you're going to hear quite a bit is how Iowa, while they always have this talent, they just seem to not be able to get over the hump. But I feel like it's a different team, man. This is a team that really improved their defensive rating over the last, I would say, since this, or February 1st. I mean, the, there's a lot of metrics that have them as the second best team behind Gonzaga since that date. That's, like, that's impressive. Just how much, that's how much yeah. they've improved on the defensive side. It's noteworthy. Side. It's I, noteworthy. I forget what Ken Palm has as their, their uh, defensive rating, but they were 77. Like the, but it's much better that's lately. almost 40 spots up from where they were about midseason. That's pretty good. They were. They were outside the top 100. Purdue, still pretty bad as far as how they defend. I think you saw that against Iowa. And, and they, I think they both see had the firepower. Yeah, yeah. I think you're going to see it against Kentucky, yeah, too. Yeah. They, I mean, Purdue and Iowa, they both had the firepower. But you saw which team won out in the end. And Purdue had the number one offense in the country walking into there. And look how that one turned out. The little extra defense for Iowa was the difference in them winning a Big Ten championship. They're number 13 in the Ken Palm. Number 13 in the Ken Palm. And they are a five seed in the NCAA tournament. So, And you could probably argue yeah. that's too low. You, you could. could. Probably. Yeah, and we are we know like they're going to be one of the sexiest five seeds. We get it. Oh, this I've already p- seen tons of people yeah. put them in. Oh, yeah. This this pod, you're going you're gonna to hear more of it. This pod likes Iowa right now. But, you know, the other thing that I look at when uh, you talk about the seed. Well, I want I want your opinion on UCLA. Do you think UCLA is in a good spot right there getting the 4 seed? Oh, very I love com- it. very competitive against against Arizona in the Pac-12 championship, but they they again, really good squad, went to the title game, everybody came back. They're 8 in the Ken Palm and they're a 4 seed. I mean, that's Seems criminal, and I would not want to play those yeah, guys because Hawkes has been brilliant down the stretch. The metrics love them. I think their schedule was difficult and why it maybe I, I would say the committee kind of devalued them a little bit. But, no, it, it sets up perfectly. I think even if they faced Indiana, which I think is going to come out of that section, I think they will beat St. Mary's if they do win their first four game uh, versus Wyoming. But even if they face St. Mary's, I think they match up very well. And then you're talking about facing a, a Baylor team that's going to be very guard-oriented and not only that, they're a team that's missing. I, I think LJ Cryer is not going to play in this tournament. They've been keeping that quiet because I think Baylor wanted to secure their one seed and not have that impact them. So ba- you Baylor, you're you're fine I'm on only, Baylor yeah, right now. Well, I'm fine on them to make it to uh, the second weekend. But I or um, well, that's not saying much for a one seed. <laughs> I would I would hope to God. Yeah, but, but, I know. But I mean, eight nines do win occasionally. But well, we saw it last year with Loyola. Of course, in, we did in Illinois. Yeah. Um. No, but I think Baylor's the most vulnerable one. In terms of losing the okay. first weekend. That seems to be the popular thing, so yeah. you agree with that trend. 100%. Because I think if you run into a team like Marquette's going to defend very well. I think if they face Marquette, it's going to be a first team to 60 type of situation. If they run into uh, UNC, UNC can shoot the lights out if they really want to. If Brady Mannix on point, RJ Davis, uh, Caleb Love, they could, they could really stretch them. But I do believe they will get to see UCLA in the Sweet 16. And I think UCLA matches up really well with their guards. Let's move on to some other bracket topics. Are we done? Are we done with seed jobs? Is there another one that's that's grinding uh, your gears a little bit? No, I mean you could. No, I think we're fine because I think Houston. Be, Houston's a five at least, and really, they're number four in the Ken Palm, right? So well, this again, trickers. It's yeah. it's not. I we we mentioned it a lot because I I think I've spoken before. I'm gonna try something a little bit more new when I go to pick like all of my games in the brackets. For the most part, you're going to have a little bit of fun in a couple of spots, but I'm going to, for the most part, try a Ken Palm thing and go with the teams that have those 
really high offensive and defensive efficiency ratings to win out in the end. I'm going to try that, but it's not, I know I realize it's not everything because there is strength of schedule. There is, you know, quality wins, what conference you play in the selection committee. They're human beings too. So they take all that data, but then they make some judgment calls in the end and we bicker about them, but I'm less less the guy to bicker about bubble teams. Like I know you said you had a few problems problems with, and I want to get your. Take I don't on have that as too. much of a problem with that because at the point, if you're in a bubble situation, you're not a very good team to begin with. Let's exactly. just be honest. You what I an have okay an issue team. with though is we talk about Tennessee a little bit earlier, and I think the real debate against most people I've listened to is between Duke and Tennessee. Like what what did Duke do, especially down the stretch, that really thought they would deserve it over Tennessee, metric wise and everything. The ACC wasn't good, so you would have expected them to make it at least to their championship I mean, game, even, being even, the one even seed. Even Ken Palm agrees yeah. with that. They have yeah. Tennessee as a seven and Duke as a tw- or as the twelfth. Yeah, team. but it, then again, like you can look at some of these things and look how high up Houston is. Look where they were seated. Look how high up UCLA is. Look where they were seated. So there's going to be some there's going to be some inaccuracies with and some inconsistencies course, with how the tournament is fielded. Hey, that's all that's all part of the fun in this, right? That re- it really is and getting the bracket and having Monday and having Tuesday to do this. And how, how big of a first four guy are you? Are you all in on the first four? Are you watching every second of, of uh, all those games? I don't know about that. I mean, yeah, Wednesday, me neither. Wednesday, I probably won't as much, even though I'll miss the Rutgers Notre Dame game because I expect Rutgers to kind of dominate Notre Dame. I think they match up really well. Um, I'll watch 80% of it live. I, I'm definitely watching the Tuesday games because I'll be available too. Um, especially I want to see in Indiana and Wyoming. I think those are two very fun teams with a little bit of difference uh, contrasting styles. If you think about it too, other than the Texas Southern, Texas A&M Corpus Christi, that's two 16 seeds, whatever. That'll wind up being a barn burner and the fans will have a ton of fun, I'm sure. Course, like the one you're looking course. at and saying, like, oh, I could forget this game. But to have Notre Dame and Rutgers, that's a that's a fun game right there. That's very fun. And honestly, that, that Wright State-Bryant game might be the most fun oh, playing yeah. 16-seed oh. game I've ever seen. Un- yes, yes. That one actually, as we talk about that, does feel like appointment watching because of the Peter Kiss guy that we mentioned and it's Wright State from Dayton but getting basically a home game and how you have Indiana in the first four. I mean, the fact that you have two Indiana schools, so two of your games are covered there, oh, and then God. a Dayton school, it's, it's going to be good for tickets and having fans, full-fledged fans back in the house, it's going to be great. So do we want to go with the the final fours right now? No, um... I don't want to do that. I want to get your sleepers. I want to I want to go to okay. the sleepers before we get to the uh, the final fours at the end because those are important. Everybody wants those. I know one of these guys that you like, so just have at it. Out with it. Uh, personally, it's it's hard this year because you see a lot of teams that can win one game, but who can you find that's going to win a second? I, man, I, I, I like Chattanooga, but I don't know if Chatt- Chattanooga can go through Illinois and Houston back-to-back. So two very tough defensive matchups for them. Um, personally, I I like UAB, but I'm not. I don't. I don't even think I'm going to pick them straight up versus Houston. I, I think I will trust Houston at least one game. So no Jelly Walker. No. So I, you cooled off of that. I like Jelly Walker, but man, because I like Iowa so much, it's so hard to do this. But if there was one team seated 13 or lower, you have to go South Dakota State. You have to the the way that their offense works. And how they got two guys averaging 
over 16 points a game, and I think they got a guy that's averaging 14 too. They were going to put up. They're spread out a little. They're bit. probably going to put up 80 points in that game. And the, and look, the the Summit's been a pretty good league too, and it's really South Dakota State and North Dakota State, and that was the championship game again. And the Summit and usually wins one game. They usually do. And South Dakota State, we can remember. Just a few years ago, had Mike Dom, the, maybe the best player in their in school history, there with what he did. The Jackrabbits can play, man. And when you're entering the tournament on a 21 game win streak, you got to stop and notice. Like something, something is there with those guys. 100. I also, I will say, Vermont Thel is their highest Ken Palm rating entering a tournament since I I think well, ever. But that's my team. Yeah, because that's, I, that's a great pick because this is a team. I think it's the highest since they won that game in 05, in the, in the tournament in 05. That is my team right there. Yeah. It's it's Vermont. It's the Catamounts. It's a Shungu. It's it's the culture that they've built there. I think we're both going to have them picked then, right? We will. We will. <laughs> I am picking South. Those are the two, honestly. For me, South Dakota State over Providence and – I, I love Providence, but if I'm going to take a couple 13s, these are the ones because I'm not so much focused on what Providence isn't. I'm focused on what South Dakota State is. South Dakota State's going to score, and Providence is going to miss their free throws. That's really the two biggest things that I look at on their metrics and say, that's, a, that's right for an upset. I also think that, you know, we did talk about St. Mary's and give them their credit I think whoever wins that Wyoming-Indiana game could possibly get some momentum and take them out. Just being a, you know, Indiana yeah. Indiana just having their teeth sharp and having Trace Jackson Davis and a, a bunch of other ancillary guys that, that can play and maybe not getting the results that they thought they would have this year, but taking advantage of the opportunity. In Wyoming, we've seen really good stuff out of the Mountain West, too, and they're they're strong conference, and they've had some good competition to go through. I prefer Indiana if they come out. I think I would send Indiana through. I don't know if I would send Wyoming through, though. I also like whoever wins the uh, – well, actually, I'm just going to say it's Rutgers. If it's, it's Rutgers. It's not Notre it's Dame. Rutgers. It's Rutgers and Alabama kind of limping here at the end of the season. And I do I do see, you know, I, I want to go back to that Vermont game real quick because of what has been built there at Arkansas. The SEC is a really, really fun and good basketball conference now. Like, the perception needs to go away. Those guys can play. But Vermont is their big state school, you know? Like, that's where... <laughs> That's their school in the right. state of Vermont. Like, it all funnels there. Like, if there's great basketball within an earshot and you're not being recruited by one of these major conference guys, I would imagine you got a lot of pride and a lot of joy by going to be a part of the the Catamounts. Who can forget their team and that, that upset win over Syracuse with TJ Soren team and yes. Copenhagen great was, the, was the big fella. Oh, man, like there's some history with those guys, and they just obliterated their teams in the conference tournament. Like they were winning by 30 and 40. Yeah, the, no, it's a team that's ripe for at least one type of tournament win. I uh, I do want to touch on, you touched on an 11 with the Indiana. Or, with the I'm Alabama sorry, game. The Rutgers, the, the Rutgers Alabama, Alabama. Or, or Notre Dame. I, I think I told you last night when the bracket came out that all of these 11s, look attractive to me in some way, shape, or form. I Well, because you get high majors. And that's a thing, right? If yeah. you if you want to go with, with upsets, I do think that there's good opportunities there to pick high majors that have been in a brutal conference schedule 
because you know what their high-end players are. Star power, right? You're going with star power over the mid-majors. And take a closer look at them and see if, because some cases those high majors do have veteran rosters. And we've seen that with a pandemic team. So their culture can be good, too. You might see the big brand and the, and the Block M and the Michigan logo, but you can have some senior veteran players, maybe some transfer guys that have, uh, have been grizzled a little bit. So I'm, I'm with you. There's some opportunity for yeah, high major no, 11s just looking to win. at them. I enjoyed the idea of putting Iowa State through against LSU. Obviously, losing Will Wade is going to be big for the Tigers. But I, That's I a think hangover, yeah. I, Iowa yep. State just kind of got beat up by the, the strength of the conference play, to be honest with you. I mean, Isaiah Brockington, a name we should all know from Big Ten country, with his time at Penn State, he's a very, very he's good fantastic. player. And they yeah. can light up, light it up from three, which is one of the things you look for in the tournament. Yeah, he had issues with the, the coach, with Chambers. He did. That led to uh, he did. Chambers' Which downfall. Ironic, now Michael Shrewsbury's yeah, there. Yeah, they both leave in that situation. Right. Would Isaiah have stayed if he left? Uh, what I mean, a difference that would have made I for Penn State I think he's probably basketball. in a better situation right now. Oh, yo, yo, yeah, yeah. He's in the tournament. Uh, in terms of looking at one of the other ones, I think Virginia Tech. Obviously, I love writing hot teams in the tournament. They're facing a team uh, in Texas who was not very hot. Texas plays very good defense, but Virginia Tech's offense is really good. Sometimes offense beats good defense. Uh, Michigan, I think Michigan matches up really well with Colorado State. You, there's no one on Colorado State's team that can really play with Hunter Dickinson in the post. And it's going to be a very fun point guard game between Isaiah Stevens and uh, Devontae Jones. What? Can I just throw one or a couple of 14 seeds out there to you? Yeah, we can talk about them. What about like a Montana State? I know you got to like the way Texas Tech has played over the last couple of months. And what about the toothpaste too? That makes my heart hurt. What about I, Wisconsin? I like... Wisconsin overachieved this year. Is there an early crash coming for the Badgers? It could. It could. Threes lose. I mean, it's not. It's not likely, but it's. It's more uh, more of a chance than twos losing. Yeah, and I've seen math, metrics. It makes sense. I've seen metrics kind of give Colgate like an eighteen percent chance to win, and they're definitely a fun little team. Uh, they they kind of manhandled Navy for most of that championship game until Navy made it close late. Uh, but personally, the one with Texas Tech and Montana State would make my heart hurt a little bit because I I believe in age winning in college basketball, and I believe in strong defense making it. And I kind of want to put Texas Tech in my Elite Eight, but I don't know if I have the goal to do it over Duke yet. Yeah, it's it's going to be fun. So, everybody, if if you're going to fill out a bracket, we do have a thing at our radio station here where you can do the Lion's Den Bracket Challenge. Lion's Den. Nice. Very so, nice. go to nine. I know Collins shops there <laughs> every week. Every week. He's there Fridays at midnight. So, check him out. You know what aisle he's in. Mm. Mm. So go to 971thefan.com, and you can find your way to the bracket challenge, and some of us personalities will have our brackets up there. And I uh, I want to throw out the final fours here. This is what we're going to have to do. So I'm going to go chalk on the top of the bracket. Zags and Arizona are going for me. I'm going to go... Kind of chalk on the bottom of the bracket, bottom left, Kentucky as a two seed. Mm-hmm. Not going to be the guy to go four ones. Don't ever be the guy to go four ones. I say keep it at two. I say max out your ones at two. That's just me. And then I am going to take that Iowa team. I believe in what they're doing. Keegan Murray, matchup nightmare, maybe the biggest one in the country. It's why they've got a chance because Luca Garza, as great as he was, 
having your best player now be Keegan Murray instead of Luca Garza per, just opens up so many more options with how you can play on both ends. So there's my final four. Yeah, see, I quick reaction picked Iowa, and then I saw everybody do it, and they're, they're starting a little hot in the streets. I don't know if I can do that anymore, but I, I do agree with I, you at the okay, top. Okay, okay. I'm, no, um, I'm, I'm, uh, the, I like that. Here's the, here's the thing. Because it's trendy, so you're going to pull off of that. Here's the thing. There's about, I think you could realistically pick four or five different teams from that Midwest region to go. That's just how wide open it is. Uh, quite honestly, you, you could go with Wisconsin, Auburn, Kansas, Iowa, and maybe even Providence. Providence, if, if you're maybe. Feeling it, if yeah. you're feeling it. Well, Kansas um, is the one seed, so and they just did win their conference tournament again. Which would be hilarious if they just run through this and then we all look stupid. Uh, but no, I, I will go with the ones up top. I'm all the way in on Arizona. I am a little concerned now with Kirk Creesa and his ankle injury. And he posted a photo of it, and it's completely black and blue all the way up it. But he mm. thinks he's going to play uh, this week. Uh, but Just play next week. But Yeah, honestly. But what I'm not concerned about is how Dale and Terry played in his absence against UCLA and looked like a star coming up and filling in for him. I scored, I think he scored like 15 points in that game. How about Tommy Lloyd? He's, he's awesome. How man. about Lloyd? What a job. He, he, 20 years on the few bench. And then this, he still 30 he, he wins. Stole, he stole, uh, <laughs> he stole Fuse motto, man. Just go get the very good international players. He's got that with Matherin, Tubelis, Kirkrisa. And that's also Arizona. Coloco. You're not going to have much of a problem recruiting. No. Once you get that thing up and running, it's really just take care of it. You know? Yes. What a job in year one. I, uh, yes. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Gonzaga and Arizona. I'm very scared about Gonzaga's role. Because I don't like them having to go through Memphis, UConn, and then possibly Duke or Texas Tech. Two teams that have, are, are, I'm sorry, Alabama's already beaten them, but I don't think they're going to get there. But Duke has already shown that they can beat Gonzaga. So I think people need to be cautious if you're just sending them right on through. But I'm going to do it anyways. Gonzaga, Arizona. Uh, for the East region, I do have Kentucky too, although I've thought about UCLA a little bit. I don't know if I'm that gutsy yet. So I will go Kentucky down there. In the Midwest, I'm going to go with Auburn. I think I'm going to trust the talent and the post presence. There you go. All right, so a couple ones, a couple twos, and I'm going to have cats and cats. It's going to be uh, just a blast of the past. Cats and cats, baby, in the so national championship. So do I. Arizona is so. going to beat Kentucky for the national championship. Ooh, I've got Arizona over Gonzaga. Okay, there you go. Well, that's not cats and cats. That's cats and dogs. You're right. I don't know. What <laughs> that's, I was that's even better. I don't right, even know what I was right? thinking. Yeah, no, it makes that's, more. That's also a thing. Cats and dogs is a thing. That's that's a nomenclature. We we talk about cats and dogs. Oh, it's, it's been a long twenty four hours. It's man. Basketball like cats and dogs out there. No, it's raining. It's basketballing like cats and cats and cats and dogs. Yeah, like I said, just keep an eye on that Midwest region because that's going to be the most fun one to watch. I cannot believe it, man. I really, it's 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 just so great just such a great time it's it's amazing it's march it's, madness here we are we're we're on monday it's not even like we have to work this week so great <laughs> well it's nothing good. else matters it's great that it's finally going back to thursday friday saturday sunday too god that's right it was friday saturday sunday, sunday monday, monday last year why i don't remember what was the why, reason for that it made no sense i personally i don't know oh the pandemic the reason for everything was due to the pandemic. They're already on site. For about site. a year and a half. They're already on site and quarantining. I don't understand what that had to do with anything. Was there one extra day? And how about, you know, by the time we're doing this podcast, the deadlines have already passed. How about that stuff <laughs> for the replacement teams, right? Yeah. Poor Dayton. 
And if you miss that... That's the thing. Don't, Dayton fans have to sit there and realize that Richmond took their spot. Well, I should have beat them. Yeah. Don't blow that lead. Yeah. And I know Malachi, you know, got hurt. And that was... Malachi Smith. That yeah. was tough to see. And, uh, God, I, I was watching some of that game. I don't know if you saw. I think, I believe it was his mom who came down to the bench mm. when he, he crutched back out. He Jalen crutchered back out to the court. So he could sit there and be with the team, and I think mom look, came by. It's so weird, to especially when him. when you're stepping scene. when you're. I don't know. I can't remember if you stepped on a foot or something. But when your foot kind of turns like that, you just don't know how severe it's going to be. It's not. It's not consistent from time to time. Oh, they're brutal. They're brutal. Like those those high ankle sprains, man. And for people that have played basketball, you have them. You either you know step sometimes on you the don't ankle, feel it, or sometimes yeah. you got Kirk Creasa with his purple leg all the way. Up. The worst is when you're you were elevated and you. If yeah. you've got a decent vertical and you're at least 24, 30 inches up off the ground, then you land on a foot. It's even so much worse than just the step on the foot. It just, the turn is so fast and severe. Oh, it's why we have to show replays on ankle turns too. It's, it's, it's not even not like the great. worst injury of all time, but the, to watch it and to watch it twist, it's, ah, it's nah, uncomfortable. Don't do that. It's uncomfortable. All right. So. This is it. This is uh, the bracket show. I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope uh, wherever you're going to be on Thursday and Friday, you soak in all the college basketball that you possibly can. Keep checking our Twitter stream at Mad About Hoops for some video content and uh, extra podcasts that we're going to be able to do because it's uh, a great time of year. And we'll be here each Monday throughout the NCAA tournament to break it all down. What happens? So, We'll have the sweets. It's that fast, man. Next Monday, we'll have the Sweet 16 to talk about. Yeah, it really is amazing how fast it goes, man. You're going to go from 60, I guess at this point, 68 down to 16. Yeah. Enjoy the madness, everybody. This is Mad About Hoops.